This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to another episode of With Sonar, our very first episode of the year. It is 2024, folks. We made it and we are off to the races again. Your year is reset. Tabula Rasa is blank. It is time to start again. So whatever 2023 was for you, it was a good year, it was a bad year, you're just glad it's over, or it was the best year of your life, doesn't matter. We're starting over again. So you got a clean slate there. Threw in a little bit of that Latin. I don't know if you got that, that little Tabula Rasa. I did not. Clean slate. Okay. Okay. You know, that's about all I remember from Latin (laughs) in high school. Anyways, we're moving on here, folks. We got a lot to talk about today. For starters, Hunter, great to have you on the show again. This is number two. Um, we're going to talk about a few different topics in the show today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Red Sea conflict and what's going on there. Okay. So expect to hear some conversations. We're going to talk about that in the back half of the show. What's going on in the Red Sea, the impact it's going to have on the ocean markets. Why you're probably, if you follow the ocean stocks at all, like Zim and Maersk and Appang Lloyd and some of the others that are publicly traded, we're going to talk about why the stocks are rising and why, honestly, it may continue. It may, based on some of the data that we're seeing. Time will tell, of course, but ocean rates are increasing quite a bit. So we're going to dive into some of that data, what's going to happen with demand, why transit times are going up, why more ships are having to route around Africa's uh, uh, good, uh, the, uh, the south of Good Hope. And um, and then we're also going to look at the truckload markets here a little bit, too. We've seen the gap between spot and contract rates at its most narrow in over a year. So, whoa, there's a lot there. But before we get into all that, Hunter, it's good to have you back on the show. Are you ready? I am ready. I mean, you're and kicking this off this year. I mean, this is I, the stage. I was about to say, I did not realize this is the first show of 2024. Added a little bit of pressure for the second go. <laughs> you're gonna do you're gonna do great. Let let's uh let, let's kind of put freight aside for a second. Put Wissona aside for a second, right? What are you what are you looking forward to in twenty twenty four? Yeah, I think from the markets just seeing obviously things last year not great from a rate perspective, seeing what bounces back, how the economy does. We're seeing some economic indicators not look great to put it lightly. And then you have the labor market that's for the most part stayed pretty resilient. So yeah, I think there's just a lot of unknowns as we go into 2024 from economic economic picture. Agreed, agreed. And it's funny too because if you look at the stock market, right, it had like one of its best returns in. Well, the Nasdaq had its best return in multi in like decades. Yeah, right. I think it had. Well, the Nasdaq 100 in particular had I think its best return since like um, I think it was like its second best return on record, and then the. Um, S&P had another phenomenal year at 24%. So you look at that and it's like, oh, hey, like everything's doing great, but it's really not the case, right? I mean, that's that's very imbalanced due to some of the Magnificent Seven, right? Yeah. So you some have of those tech stocks. Mag Seven, and then a lot of it was the back-end rally. We had Powell come out. 
obviously it looks like we're done raising rates or they're done raising rates. Now it's looking like two to three cuts for Proston for next year. I can't mm-hmm. remember. I think it was two to three in the first half. Of first that. half of next year. Okay, so yeah. huge change from five the, next year. Yeah, huge change from the beginning of last year, what was expected. We kept hearing higher for longer. Now, uh, who knows? Maybe lower. Maybe I think lower. The last yeah. thing that I heard is there's, Wall Street is pricing in a 70% chance that rate cuts will begin in March. Wow. Yeah. And I, one thing, too, just to go back on what you said a little bit earlier, I thought it was interesting. Huge returns last year, and we talked about it was unexpected. I saw a chart somewhere of the all the big banks' expectations for where the S&P would end the year. It was the biggest, I mean, I guess misjudgment that I've seen in a long time, which I mean, who would have thought? But still, it was interesting yeah. to see that even the most optimistic um, price target, I think, was for like a 5 to 10% rise last year. And then, like I said, 27% or something yeah. like that by the end of the year. And now on the flip side, we're kind of starting the year off a little bit red. We're only in the second trading day of the year here. But, you know, a lot of the big tech stocks have seen a little bit of a reduction here from their high. Now, they're still, let's not get it. Let's not you know, get upset here. We're still yeah. within what, like 3% of our all-time high. Right. So it's like, we're right there. Yeah. One but, day, one day doesn't make a trend, but yeah. it makes a headline. It doesn't so. make, it doesn't make it. Hey, you know, all, everything for the clicks, right? Yeah. And everything then I for the click. I think every single member of the mag seven was down yesterday. I saw that yeah. headline as well. So maybe a little bit of profit taking, but yeah, led by Apple too, right? Barclays downgraded Apple barely like they're, right. they reduced their price target by $1. It was like, you know, but that was enough to, I guess, you know, people would be like, all right, yeah, probably good to take some profits. Right. I mean, When's the last time a $3 trillion company grew by 50% in a year? It's a lot, yeah. right? A lot of value created. It's time to take some profits. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. But you know, going back to you know the freight markets here, it's interesting because last year, virtually all the signals in the freight market were, were bearish. Mm-hmm. And even it, it, almost all, there were a few exceptions. But as we kind of got to the end of the year, it felt like things were our things are beginning to shift. Now you may not have felt the shift yet, especially on the trucking side of the oceans. Oh, maybe now you're starting to feel it on the ocean side. But on the trucking side, you may not have felt it yet. Um, but there have been signals for a while that I've been saying that, like you know, I was thinking sometime in, in the first half of 2024, we're going to really start to see a shift. Now, and, and it may be earlier, maybe in Q1, and we're going to take a look at that. Um, in fact, actually, let, let's go ahead and throw this chart up on the screen. I want to throw up the NTI. So this is our National Truckload Index. There it is right there. So this is the this is the daily spot rate here for uh, for truckload rates here in the U.S. So currently sitting at $2.43 a mile. That's, a, that's the highest it's been in a year. It, I mean, the last time it was that high was actually in December of 2022, right? So 13 months ago. But now, I mean, it's gone up and we, we've, we've continued to see a rise here. Now, normally we see a holiday rise, right? You know, kind of coming out of, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas yep. and New Year's, but typically right after, actually, usually like a day before New Year's, we start to see the rates drop. But in fact, the last three days here, we've continued to see the rate go a little bit higher, um, which is a bullish sign. And there's a couple of reasons for that. We'll get into that, but it's, We've started to see spot rates close the gap a little bit on contract rates. Now, if you followed some of the publicly traded trucking companies, FedEx, you know, had a very, you know, poor outlook, you know, as they reported earnings, you know, J.B. Hunt didn't have great, you know, a lot of them had very poor, you know, outlooks on their quarterly reports, especially in the back half of 2023. This 
Might be a little early to call it a trend. I think we can confidently say the bottom is in. The bottom happened in April. But if the trend does continue, that is a potentially bullish sign for the back half of financials for some of these big publicly traded trucking companies. Would, would you agree? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And to add to that, I've I've seen for the past month due to my previous job, I still follow a lot of brokers on LinkedIn and been seeing them talk for a month or month and a half now saying that rates are definitely starting to creep up. Yeah. So seeing this data reflect what I guess more of the market sentiment is on that side. I mean, there's certainly a long way to go before we climb out of the hole of that peak that we saw during COVID. Whether we ever see that high again in the next five years is to be determined, but like, wow. <laughs> I mean, so definitely off the bottom there, but still a long way to go. I, I think it'll be if we can cross above 250 a mile here this month and stay above that, I think that'll be telling. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be really telling um, and bullish, especially if if that rise comes from line haul, not from fuel. That, that's assuming fuel kind of stays stagnant, maybe even goes down a little bit. So we'll see. Because this is an all-in rate right now, 243 a mile. Um, but all in all, I mean, that's a bullish sign. You know, if you're if you're in the truckload world, that's a that's a good sign for you. You should be happy about that. Again, you may not be be rolling in the dough, but you know, it's, it's a good sign. Now, change gears here a little bit. Let's pull up the NTI versus the line haul here. So the NTIL real quick. And I think this does a really good job, I think, showing how much of a gap is closed. So now the yellow line here is line haul only spot rate. So at $2 a mile, first time we've cracked $2 a mile since, since again, in a year. And then contract rate still at 232. So really there's only about a 15% gap between the two right now, which is the most narrow it's been in, again, a year. Quite a while. Quite a while. That's a good sign, especially for brokers, Um, but um, a good sign for carriers as well. Um, Shippers to be determined. Um, Although, you know, you do want to have some stability, even shippers do. They don't want, you know, have to worry about carriers going out of business. They do want them to make money. Um, as long as they aren't getting rich off of them. But anyways, I look at this and here, like, and I'm like, you know, we we're we're moving up. October, the lows were in. April, there were April, we hit the low, and then in October we kind of double tapped that low. And now we're moving up. And um and like you like you said earlier, is I mean, it might be a little bit too early to say how high it's gonna go up, but after the past year, any sign of rates moving up is music yeah. to carriers' ears. Yeah. And especially after the past year that they've had to go through. Absolutely, yeah. Especially brokers operating in the, spot, in the spot market. Brokers that are moving mostly contract freight, this actually may compress their margins a little right. bit initially, yeah. but they'll readjust in a, in a few months, especially as RFP season is still going on. So we'll see how much that you know plays an impact. And especially seeing a lot of shippers uh, move to quarterly bids mm. over six months instead of the year long that they typically used to do in the past. So it gives a little bit more flexibility for brokers yeah. to get in there and adjust those rates. If they can manage shorter bids, I mean, it's it's so much better for everybody to have shorter bids. Mm-hmm. Um, less over and undershooting gives gives time to kind of breathe. So if they can manage the logistics of that, then yeah, it's way better. It's way better indeed. But this this is this will be interesting to see. I, I again wouldn't expect any earth shattering changes to the markets like tomorrow, but I will say like I think we can call this. I think we can say the trend is upward. How fast? to be determined and how high, but upward indeed yep. to some extent, um, which is very bullish for um, a lot of the transport stocks. Um, it'll probably take time to show up in their earnings, but I think that is, that's definitely a bullish indicator. Um, it's also, I think, a sign to the American consumer is very resilient and still buying stuff. 
Yeah. They're just buying stuff. Credit card debt. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Buy now, pay later. Right? Yeah. Is there anything that you... Do you ever use the buy now, pay, pay later stuff? Is that something you've ever dabbled in? I have never... No. Basically, it's offered so often now. It is. And I've never done it. I have... Honestly, I, I don't even lot. really know how it operates. I'm assuming the interest rate on it's pretty high. I don't know. I'm assuming? To be honest, I don't know. I just, it's all made up, I guess. It's all made up, yeah. It's all made up until you have to pay. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I made it for the first couple months. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, is there a buy now, pay later, later option? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like with, I think there's also a lot of people that are expecting student loans to get forgiven and they're just not paying them. And they're still buying stuff as a result. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have to pay student loans, the money goes somewhere, I guess. Got to go somewhere, right? Got to buy your stuff. Go for freight. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that unfolds. So I guess more of the story here is um, markets are headed up on the trucking side. Definitely bullish on that side of things. We're going to see exactly how high things do go. Um, but I would say keep an eye on that spot rates and see how close the gap gets between spot rates and contracts. So we're going to keep an eye on that. And we'll keep you posted. All right. Honey, we got to talk about the Red Sea. Let's do it. A lot there. Have you been following the story much? Uh, I check in probably daily, I would consider. I'm not going to yeah. consider myself an expert, but I well, have a sense. Daily significant. It it's is. probably more than most. It's probably more than most. Probably. Um, this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So just to kind of lay, lay the land a little bit for folks that haven't paid attention to the store. So basically, a lot of container ships, there's certain, there, there are, a handful of very pivotal canals in the U.S., excuse me, in the world yep. for shipping. Panama Canal, which, which really, is dealing with the drought already. Which is dealing with the drought, right? So that's largely ships coming from the Pacific, mostly Asia, China, trying to get to the through to the Atlantic so they can del- make deliveries on the, on the East Coast. Um, so a lot of ships that are delivering to New York and to Savannah and Houston will go through the Panama Canal. Um, and that's having its own problems. And then... A lot of ships coming from Asia to try to deliver into Europe um, and northern parts of Africa um, and just the Mediterranean at whole will go um, through the Suez Canal. And now there's a lot of pirates that are in the in the canal or terrorists or whatever buzzword you want to throw on them. But basically, they're trying. They're bombing ships. They're they're trying to attack. They're not trying. They are attacking. They are attacking ships. Yes. I mean, there is gunfire. There are missiles being fired. At one point, the U.S. sent, I think, three or four helicopters and got into Mm -hmm. an actual firing fight and sunk multiple pirate boats. Um, Armed guards are now being placed on Maersk's container ships, among others. And basically, as of the immediate moment, Maersk, the world's um, second largest ocean container uh, company by uh, capacity, um, has said we're no longer going to use the Suez Canal to get things into Europe for the foreseeable future. They gave no timeline. They gave no indication of trying to resolve this. They're just like, we're going around the Cape of Good Hope in Africa, which means if you're trying to get to Europe, you go from China, right? You know, you go from China or from India or Indonesia, wherever your goods originate, 
you're going to go whoop, right up that canal, right through the Red Sea. And then you're boom, right there, the Mediterranean. You've got access to Europe. You've got access to other parts of Asia, the Middle East, uh, northern parts of Africa, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, massive economies, right? Well, no, now in order to, you have, you can't go, you have to keep going south, literally all the way around Africa, right? The south part of Africa, and then go all the way up their coast and then come back into the Mediterranean. That takes so much longer. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of people are focused on rates, which, I mean, rightly so, but also the transit times, the increase is going to be pretty, pretty drastic compared to what they are used to, which, I mean, makes sense why the rates are increasing. First off, I mean, way more miles, way more gas is having to be spent um, or fuel to be spent to power the ship to get there. Um, Got to pay the crews longer, right? Uh, The ships are tied up for longer, so you can't bring those containers back sooner. It's going to take longer. Got to pull containers from other ships now. Maybe ships that are going to the West Coast of the U.S., which you wouldn't think would be impacted, but are because everybody's fighting for that capacity now. I was going to say, it naturally makes a little bit of a sucks capacity out of that market, which there's been ample capacity for the past year on the ocean side. I mean, as truckload as well. Yeah. Can we, can can you guys, hey, let's switch the chart here real quick. Go to the next one. I think it's... Uh, Okay, well, we can look at this one, um, and then we'll, we'll go to one of the next ones. So this is the ocean rates here. So this is the Freightless Baltics Index, China to North America, East, um, east. Um, looking at some of those ocean rates here. And I pulled up the East Coast, right? So these are ships going through the Panama Canal, right, mm-hmm. largely. They're going from China, and they're going to the Panama Canal. And you, you, we, if we looked up China to the West Coast, it would look very similar, but it'd be about $1,000 cheaper, a container. But otherwise, the trend would be almost identical. I mean, look at how much it's shot up. That was basically after Maersk was just like, yep, don't expect us to basically deal with the Red Sea. We're routing all ships around Cape of Good Hope. Yep. So that means that those ships are going to be utilized much longer. And yeah, shot up shot up rates. And we which were is, looking at Zim stock. I'm saying, which is welcome news to the steamship lines from yeah. a stock perspective, it seems like. Yeah, the stocks are going up. Everybody's expecting these rates to go up. And I heard from somebody on LinkedIn, and he was saying, he's like, I expect... He says most of the ocean container lines are already booked for the next two weeks. And if you want to book out further than that, it's an additional $1,000 premium wow. on the ships. Wow. I, I saw a similar post that was talking about how capacity even a month out is getting getting taut at times yeah. already, depending on the lane. That'd be interesting to see. And, and what's interesting too, if we can go to the ocean demand side here real quick. So obviously this is just U.S. demand here. This is, you know, the ocean booking volume index. So how much volume is being booked? on a daily basis. So not at its all time high, but we're also not that far off either. Like we are, we are well out of the trough there that we hit in April. And um, I mean, you can see here back from 2019 levels, you know, we are easily 12%, 13% above those levels. So there's plenty of demand off its high, but there's still plenty of demand, which means if demand is not going down and capacity is shrinking, I mean, you know, that's, Supply and demand, economics 101, right? Yeah. Talk to me, Hunter. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It makes sense why rates are going up. And like you said, it's only about 10% off the high, so it's not a considerable amount at all. No. Really lower. So the demand is still there. We got to keep buying. Absolutely. Got to keep buying. Um, what's, what's interesting about this, too, is like, I think this goes back to what we were talking about. Like, I mean, demand's about 10% off of its high by about 10%. Mm-hmm. And this is just for U.S. imports. Like, 
that basically tracked really closely with the U.S. economy because if you figure inflation was 10, 12, 13%, right, in, in total since before COVID, right, maybe a little more, maybe 15%, we add it all together, um, then you would expect that consumers might be spending the same dollar amounts, maybe even a higher dollar amount, but it will move less physical goods, which is kind of what we're seeing here. But again, only by about 10%. So this... I don't know. This is probably goes back to that again. Don't bend against the American consumer. Yeah, not a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> we got credit cards for days. Got all the credit cards. <laughs> One's maxed out. Move on to the next. Yep. No problems. Buy now, never pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares about the pay, pay later? Yeah. Do it. They're just like, buy now. We'll use your 401k. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Um, you know, by now, you know, donate your body when you die and then that'll, that'll end up paying for everything. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, this is, I think this is, this is looks bullish at least initially. You had mentioned something about transit times though. Like, can we go to the, can we go to the last, last chart here real quick? There it is. Look at that. Yep. That's, that's transit time. So average transit time. Now this is, this is global. This is the average global transit time. So it could be coming from any, any pair, right? This could be coming from Mexico to the U.S., from India to the U.S., from China to France. It doesn't matter, right? And right now the average transit time has increased from last month by a half a day, which may not sound like a lot, but that's basically taken us to the highest level we've ever seen in the last three years. It's pretty high. Yeah, and also we got to look. You said it could be coming from anywhere, but I mean, we know, we know where it's this. coming from. We know what's causing this. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, this is a global index. It's kind of like, right, the S&P was up 25%, but like if you take out the MAG-7, it was really only up like 2% last yeah. year. And that's basically what this is. Right. So you've got really one canal driving up this entire index. And it's going up quick. Which, which makes sense. It was a sudden development. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't where it's like, oh, well, in the Panama Canal, I'm assuming it didn't rain for a considerable amount mm -hmm. of time before it got as drastic as it is. Yeah. With this, it was different. It was one day you're going through the canal. The next day, there are missiles potentially being shot at your ship. Yeah. You Naturally, you're going to decide a lot quicker than a rainstorm when missiles are coming. And I'm like, I, I don't know about you, Hunter. I mean, I'm not trying to like, I, I'm not trying to put my beliefs on you. Okay. <laughs> Me personally, I'm okay taking a longer route to avoid a missile being shot at me. That's just me. Okay. I don't know if I'm in the minority there. Yeah. No, I love adventure. Yeah. But I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to sign up. I don't know if that was in the job description when Mayor's was needing someone to yeah. operate their steamship. Can I, is there, is there like, how does, how do, I, I, like, what I want to know is like, how do, uh, uh, like, you know, like the, the dangerous jobs, like, is there like a workplace danger bonus or something? Like, I feel like that one needs to be pretty big. Yeah. I mean, you have to be thinking they're negotiating wages right now. That's what I'm think. saying. That's but, what I'm saying. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, rate, rates are going to go up. What, what's interesting about this chart too is like, so this basically shows all of COVID and really, I mean, the purple line's going up when a lot of the supply chain um, backlogs were happening, right? So a lot of delays reports. But we peaked out in 2023 and for like six or seven months, it was just, it was going down. It was yeah. headed down and then boom, we spiked right up. Yeah. So things were really improving until, until the pirates. Well, I guess the good news of this is, is due to the nature of why it spiked, 
you would imagine that if that situation hopefully clears up, then you would think that the situation could disappear as soon as it, or as quick as it did appear. Yeah. Where there's not, it's not going to be a delayed, once the problem's solved, okay, we can go back to relative normalcy. Sure, it'll take time for them to make certain changes in their planning, but once it's taken care of, it's like, all right, transit times hopefully will get back to what they previously were yeah. on certain routes. So true. Very true. So that, that trying is to be positive. an optimist. Trying to be like, an optimist. Hey, you know what? We need an optimist around here, okay? Yeah. Thank you for that, Hunter, all right? It's not all doom and gloom out there, people, okay? There are good things that can happen, um, such as trucker rates going up if you're a carrier. That's true. It's true. Uh, but we live in a very cyclical environment. I think here's an interesting question though. Like if this continues to escalate for an extended period of time, do ocean rates go anywhere near their all-time high before? Like I've heard from so many people and that have been in this industry for decades. They're like, that you will never see a twenty thousand dollar container again. Ever. And honestly, it's like, well, they did increase by 15x on a lot of trade lanes. Yeah. So it's like yeah, you might be right. Maybe not in our lifetime. But now it's like, I don't know. Well, I think here's my take that's probably not not an expert. But with COVID, COVID affected the entire world. Yeah. Like it affected every lane. This, this situation is not every lane. So sure, it can affect everything. I feel like it's less, may, potentially less Maybe. effective or affecting things Five less. Five billion dollars a day go through the Suez Canal. Oh, I'm not debating that it's not big. I'm not, I'm not got, saying that. Can we do the math here? Five billion a day through the through the Suez Canal. Like, I don't think people realize like how much goes through there. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. It is technically not the globe. It's not the globe. But um, you would also make the counter argument that one thing affects another. It's a huge chain. I'm not supply chain, to, right? Supply chain. Yeah, it all blends together. But um, no, it'll be interesting. So we're we're gonna continue to take a look at this, see what unfolds with the um with the Suez Canal and then keep you updated on the domestic side as well. A lot of exciting stuff there to talk about. The markets are go there's gonna be some volatility in the freight markets in 2024, whether that's for the positive or for the for the negative, appears to be both. So stay tuned and we will give you all the updates we have here live on West Sonar. In the meantime, have a fantastic rest of your day. Have a great kickoff in 2024 and we'll see you live next Wednesday on West Sonar. Cheers. Thank <laughs> you.